The V8 Supercars are in Perth this weekend and we speak to their Director of Motorsport on this week's show. I hope you'll stay with us. Damien White's the Director of Motorsport in V8 Supercars and with a lot of changes going on in V8 Supercars rules and regulations, one of which happens to be with officials. Have you thought about doing like in Formula One where the driving standards observer and IPO in V8 Supercars might become a fully-fledged steward on... Well, I'm not sure that they go in there as an IO or a DSO. I mean, yes, there are models um, globally where they have an ex-driver who is an active steward. Um, we've, we've looked at that model, and you know what? I'm sure that the categories, and this is the one thing I keep saying, across many aspects of what we do, but our supercars are a significant player in the motorsport landscape globally. So it is important we sit here and go, okay, what is NASCAR doing or what is Formula One doing or WTCC or PTCC? But let's not forget, we're delivering an impeccable product and we should be sitting here saying, perhaps they are looking at what we're doing and saying, maybe we should model what we do off there, what V8 supercars do. So we don't always have to be followers. We should consider ourselves leaders because we are leaders in the end product we deliver. It's high end. But to your point of the, the current structure with the stewards and the DSO IO, for us, it's working that we have effectively a stopgap from an incident or a breach occurring. V8 Supercars appointed DSO IO has the authority to interview and look into any incident or breach. The team slash driver come to an agreement, in most cases, with that position, and then that, as a unified front, is presented to the stewards. So the DSO IO presents to us, right, I've spoken with the driver, this is what we've agreed, that they have, they're in, in the wrong and this is what we agreed the penalty should be, what do you think? And in most cases, the stewards agree. But of course, there are cases where the stewards may say, look, we want to conduct our own further investigation and then they take it on as a fully-fledged CAM stewards hearing. One big change uh, which you did have to oversee was the change of practice and change of how particularly the Fridays are structured now for the rest of the season? So there's a couple of levels to, to, to that. Firstly, um, the motorsport department, which I'm charged with running, is responsible for delivering what is ultimately agreed and approved by the commission. Um, the commission is made up of, um, obviously, an independent commissioner, number of representatives, about supercars, number of teams, and then also a chairman. We talk about the rules, the sporting rules, the technical rules, the commercial aspects of what we do. So that's where the format change was agreed. And one of the motivators and one of the considerations was, you know, for every kilometre you do, it costs X amount of dollars to run that car. And even starting the first practice day a little bit later allows them to fly people in later. So you might, you know, um, have one less night's accommodation for a range of people within your team. There's lots of considerations. Absolutely um, talking about the fan value and what would it take away from that on that day by reducing the practice was a significant consideration. But ultimately, we had to take that step to, to put it in the market, be A, how the, the, the fans responded, and B, how the teams reacted. Because, you know, the, the fly one from this is, for example, the additional driver sessions for, for their co-drivers have been wiped out. So there are consequences for every decision. Did we make the right one? I think it's too early to say. Uh, and I, I think if, if it, you could admit an error now, it would be that making a change like that after you've gone to market for some events can impact more greatly on a on a paying spectator had they made the decision to buy the ticket knowing that the format was going to be X, Y, Z. So the timing was probably um, could have been better in terms of it being a permanent change or a permanent fixture to what we deliver. Um, there's been no decision yet.
Lachlan Mansell joins us on the line from Wakefield Park. And Lockie, uh, the Super Trucks in action for the Australian Super Truck Championships this weekend. Yeah, really looking forward to having the Super Trucks back here at Wakefield Park, Craig. Plenty of action-packed races on both Saturday and Sunday. And the highlights going to be the Super Pre, which is the 10 lap feature race on Sunday afternoon which features a full reverse grid so that's going to be spectacular with um, the fast trucks charging their way through from the back of the field around the tight Wakefield Park circuit. Yeah and of course a uh, number of different divisions of truck running across the uh, across the course of the weekend so uh, plenty of different trucks and uh, I imagine cars on the racetrack over the course of the two days. That's correct. So there's a number of good support categories as well, including the New South Wales Production Touring Car Championship, which has got the Shaw Vineyards Corsa Duo Ore Super Enduro, which is over two hours again on the Sunday afternoon and a twin driver format for that one as well. All right. Now, Lockie, just uh, uh, before we go, Daniel Ricciardo getting his first podium in uh, the Spanish Grand Prix and, and uh, well, the best of the rest, really, when you had the two Mercedes in front of him. The first podium that he's actually allowed to keep because, remember, he was second at the Australian Grand Prix before that disqualification as well. But the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg are just in a class of their own at the moment, aren't they? It's very reminiscent of when Michael Schumacher and Rubens Barrichello were driving together at Ferrari back in the early part of the last decade where... They were so dominant over the rest of the field that they were virtually able to choose which of their two drivers won each individual race. Mm. Unlike that time, though, there was a defined number one in Michael Schumacher and Rubens knew he was number two. When you look at uh, over the course of the last four races, which Lewis Hamilton's won, uh, you definitely get the feeling that Nico Rosberg thinks that he should be uh, the number one in that team and he's not happy with second. That's true, and there's still only three points between them in the championship as well because, uh, yes, Hamilton's won four races in a row now, but he had that DNF and non-point scoring result at the Australian Grand Prix, so it's taken him time to catch up and get past Rosberg, so both of them are still very closely matched in the championship, and you get the feeling that, yeah, Rosberg's not going to settle for second, and they're pretty good friends in karting, but you just wonder if the friendship between the two of them will stay alive now that there's a world championship at stake. Mm. Of course, uh, the racing in Formula One heads to the jewel in the crown, the Monaco Formula One Grand Prix, the next outing. Yeah, and that's going to, as always, be a pretty spectacular event. Not easy to overtake there at Monaco, so qualifying all the more important, and it's difficult to tip against anything other than another Mercedes 1-2. Mm. And an interesting thing happening over the course of, well, earlier this week, is that uh, Mercedes did come up with a, a bit of a solution, potentially, for making the engines, which have been much maligned this year for their sound, a bit noisier, but uh, the other teams have not been too happy that uh, Mercedes were going to get some track, uh, some extra track time to demonstrate their uh, new, I guess you'd call it, amplifier on the back of the engine. Yeah, typical Formula One, isn't it? A team gets granted a special dispensation by the series organisers and then everybody else complains, even if it's for the good of the sport. So you just hope for the sake of Formula One, though, that this device that Mercedes have come up with which essentially is just a megaphone to amplify the exhaust system does improve the sounds of the cars and then 
if Mercedes use it effectively, then I'm sure all the other teams will too, which the sport needs it because the cars as they are at the moment sound too flat and quiet. Yeah, interesting one because I I, I must say that I think uh, having an engine that allows you to hear everything that's going on at the race meeting has got its benefits. Plus, when they used to scream past you, yes, they screamed past you, but they were so loud you couldn't appreciate the noise until they got uh, a, a good enough distance away because they just had your ears ringing. That's why you'd have to wear earplugs at a Formula One Grand Prix. It's all part of the experience. Bring it back, I'd say. Uh, well, it's uh, one we'll have to agree to disagree on, Lockie, but great to catch up with you. And, uh, well, of course, we spoke about uh, the Super Trucks this weekend, and you can get your tickets at the gate. That's correct. So uh, $25 each day or $40 for a two-day pass, and children under 16 get in free of charge. We'll leave you now with uh, Daniel Ricciardo speaking to Eddie Jordan on the podium in Spain. I don't want to be doom and gloom here, but, you know, you were 50 seconds behind. What are you going to do to catch these guys up? Thanks. <laughs> I just Thanks. thought I'd bring you back down to reality a little bit. No, yeah, you're right. They, they, were, uh, they were a long way ahead. So um, I think, you know, coming into the race today, we knew uh, a boring race would have been a, a pretty good one for us. We, we knew we didn't really have the pace for Mercedes, and we looked like a, a third-place car. So in the end, uh, that's what it was. We, we had a pretty comfortable third place, and we just had to focus on uh, getting, getting the tyres to, to last two stops, and, and that was it. So really nice to be on the podium, and... I'm sure, uh, I'm sure I'll get to keep, keep it this time. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.